Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here. Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2020. It's time to give out some awards and time to talk the little bit of news we have in the new year. Over Skype, we have four of the other members of the Swoggle Squad joining me. We will start first, I believe, in his home in Nashville, Tennessee. It's Michael Whitten. Yeah, I'm home. 2020 has gotten off to a hot start for me first. Uh, I'm back on the DDP yoga train, back getting workouts done and feeling good about it. Second, fuck Let's being get those home. booty gains. I know that's, Hey, I get, I still got the booty challenge. <laughs> I got to drop some weight so I can do that. Second thing, fuck being a homeowner. Cause I had to replace a light switch and I didn't electrocute myself or burn the house down. So I'm feeling good about that. When did you that's... buy the fucking money pit from Tom Hanks? <laughs> you had so many problems with your home. It's don't 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 ask. It was a good buy. Just don't ask. No, I, I should actually should shut my mouth because uh, with that with my luck, my house will immediately just burst into flames. But at least it'll be caught on tape, so that's good. Um, in in uh, Chicago is Rich. Yeah, what about it? <laughs> <laughs> I won't bother you for the rest of the show. Thank you, Rich. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Fucking turn it up, chump. <laughs> Uh, if you listen to, ne- uh, to last week's show, you know we're going to change the order here. Uh, in New York, is Topek. Uh, I'm going to throw it out to all the tag teams in wrestling right now. I'm calling you out because no one in fucking beer pong is better than me and Mullet. I'm telling you, I'm calling all y'all out. Private Party, come for you. New Day, other black teams I can't think of. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> the road, you know, profits. Yeah, them too. All of them. Uh, yeah, it's going. I'm not I used to not going last, so I don't know how to end this. Hey, you're good, baby. And speaking of tag team, and in Chicago is Spencer. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really wasn't sure where you're gonna go. I was like, well, tag team's a safe choice, but you you could have got you could have really a few other roads you could. Yeah, you could have really. <laughs> I was hoping Tope went really deep on like some of like like beer pong tournaments. Like, man, we were splashing and dashing. Like, we were right. we were hitting Fire <laughs> Island. Like, I was waiting for those, and he just went listing black tag teams. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that that, that, was, that was on purpose. <laughs> so I, I, I had to pivot. So, uh, speaking of pivoting, uh, we are going to take the first half of today's podcast and unveil. The winners for the 2019 Swaggy Awards, the fourth year we've done this, where we've left it up to you, the listeners at home, to name the winners in the best and, don't worry, also the worst in professional wrestling from the uh, following year. As always, y'all did not disappoint. We had an amazing turnout, as we have had for the past several years. A lot of close calls is coming right down to when I'm clicking on the result button right now. So let's go ahead and get to it. We will start. 
an award that we didn't even officially announce on the podcast. Um, we did it, but uh, we didn't say we were going to. We alluded to it. It was the last minute edition, the deep dive of the year, the best moment or notable just thing in wrestling over 2019. I will tell you what ended up being nominated for that because we didn't go over it on the show. Uh, the moment that basically was the the genesis of the award, Scarlett Bordeaux deep-throating a banana, uh, hip-hop Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch winning both championships at WrestleMania, sitting on the top ropes and yelling, where's me ma? Uh, drunk Finn Balor. Uh, yet yeah, th- that was my Finn Balor attempt. And PCO's uh, bump at the G1 Supercard. With 31% of the vote, we can officially now call this the Scarlet Bordeaux Deep Dive of the Year because Scarlet Bordeaux Deep Throating <laughs> Banana is your winner. That was probably unfair because, I mean, it was within one vote. Oh, Hip Hop Rock Lesnar almost pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the one for that day. That's the only way you're going to beat Brock Lesnar is Deep Throating a Banana. Next. Ah, uh, his box. only weakness. It's only weakness. Well, his legitimate only weakness is getting hit in the nuts. So why not deep deeper? <laughs> uh, botch of the year. Another new category we added this year. Uh, we've had we had some runaways, and this one's a bit of a one runaway with forty eight percent of the vote. Your winner: the debut of Enzo and Cass at the G one Supercar. <laughs> Big old botch. So bad. I will highlight notables as they happen. That one was that was pretty far and away, but I will I will highlight close calls. I'll also highlight when something got no votes at, votes at all because it's just very funny to me. Uh, next, the best wrestling meme, another new category here. Augie did not understand this category at all. That's why his nominee, the Million Dollar Man meme, got no votes. 67% <laughs> of the votes. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. <laughs> what is What did he mean? <laughs> what does the million dollar man mean? What is what is that? Oh, that's right. You weren't on the nomination like, show. Uh, yeah, 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 it's it's just a picture of the million dollar man with two fistfuls of money, uh-huh. and you just use that picture and put a caption over it, just like uh, Marty did one, like just before we recorded. Uh-huh. That was like uh, me when I got more than fifty dollars in my PayPal account. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Nova. That's. Uh, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's all it was. I mean, Augie, he did his best. I'm shocked he had something. Uh, but whatever he had was not going to uh, even come close, because with 67% of the vote, this can enjoy a little bit of the bubbly, because it's a little bit of the bubbly, winning Best Wrestling Meme for 2019. Next, we have the Best Referee category, another new category this year. We'll say everyone got a vote here. Made me feel really, really good. This one went back and forth between three particular parties with 39% of the vote. She is your winner, Aubrey Edwards. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, Charles Robinson. Now I feel like he's never going to get it, so I think you cursed him, Tope. I'm just going to for him every year. Hey, one year. He'll get he'll get an honorary. It'll happen. The Expensive Heat Award, another new category. The best heat moment of the year. Not necessarily pop, but just the fans booing and hissing and giving all their hatred to everyone uh, that's involved in said situation. With 29% of the votes, every time it was a choice, people picked it. 
Enzo and Big Cass debut in Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Have they competed since? No. No. Um, no. Would, you, would you? I've been thinking about that one since we, we did the nominations. Would you consider that cheap or expensive heat? Because I feel like expensive heat is just like, mm, yes, good. This was well planned and meant to happen this way. Whereas cheap is just like, yeah, you know what'll fucking get us what we need right away? This dumbass bullshit. Have they done anything with them at all? No, no, no. They were immediately they were immediately fired while not being hired. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Uh, that's interesting. When when uh, the rise and fall of ROH documentary happens in like 2022, and that's like 10 minutes of it, we'll figure it out then. (laughs) We'll see if it was. If it was cheaper, expensive. Uh, expensive. Some of this merch is expensive. Best merch of the year. Uh, it was a two-horse race. Uh, shout out to the Firefly Funhouse Puppets getting second place with 28%. But you know what beats puppets? Sparkling water. 54% of the vote. A little bit of the bubbly. Picks up two oh. <laughs> awards. So if you're counting at home, Enzo and Cass and, and a bottle of water, each with two votes. <laughs> or two wins, I should say. It was a weird year. The Santino Morella Award for Excellence in Comedic Wrestling. Uh, this one is always a fun one. And this one, we have our first tie uh, of the 2019 Swaggy Awards. Rich and I always hate ties. This one I can live with. Both getting 37% of the vote. Your winners are R-Truth, making him a two-time winner of this award, and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. Soon to be a seven-time winner of this category, probably. <laughs> How many years in a row does he have to win that, Rich, before we take Santino's name off of it? No, that's not how it works. Santino's <laughs> retired, so like it's in. It's to remember, like who we couldn't have given the award to all that time. You know, you don't rename the Cecil B. DeMille Award. <laughs> well, well. We'll just create another one like the Carol Burnett Award. We'll just have to do the Orange Cassidy Award for uh, smart comedic wrestling. I don't know. The Once You Pop Award for Pop of the Year. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Everyone, uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster win the NXT Tag Team titles. No votes. Sorry, Wooden. But sometimes it's just an honor. It's an honor being nominated. 44% 44% of the vote, a runaway here for Kofi Kingston, winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. A loud pop in the arena and a loud pop everywhere else. Next, we have the It's My Job Award, Best Jobber of the Year. The streak of Kurt Hawkins is over. He gave it a good run. He finished in second place with 49% of the vote. Your winner is Marco Stunt. Tope? Yes, oh, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you, you've been vindicated, Fuck yeah. Tope. <laughs> I forgot about him, uh, so I think it, that qualifies him for this award. Yeah. <laughs> he had a really sad interview where, like, after his first match on TV, he was like, yeah, I was really sad for a couple months because everyone really didn't like me. And I was like, oh, is he actually, Aww. like, 12? <laughs> now I'm, like, concerned. <laughs> like, I think that's a pretty regular reason to be sad about things. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody that watches you hating you, yeah, he'll get used to it. Yeah. It's the wrestling business. Do people hate him? I don't. Like, do, do people hate him? After a, he had it was it was him and Jungle Boy and against the Lucha Brothers, and they had oh, a competitive yeah. match. I like that. And so 
fucking people uh, on the internet were people over, on man. the internet. Yeah, exactly. Because every single fucking Lucha Brothers match has to be like them and the Young Bucks like breaking every single bone in their body with a ladder. I think so. it was more so the, the people were upset that like that Marco Stunt looked like competitive against the Lucha Bros. Was more so what it was. Yeah, and uh, and the only thing I'll say about that is is like I've seen him wrestle multiple times at sub shows. He always brings it, and anybody who thinks he shouldn't wrestle just because of his size uh, can just go fuck right off. I'll say that. I, I will go fuck right off then. <laughs> 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 but hope he'll be back. He'll be back in nine to fourteen minutes. Best healer face turn of the year. <laughs> everything, uh, everything got pretty well represented here. One thing kind of pulled away uh, with twenty nine percent of the vote. Your winner, Bailey, turning heel. I don't. We never classified if it was the first time when she helped Sasha beat up uh, Becky. I'm assuming everyone went with her absolutely murdering the Bailey buddies, but. We didn't clarify. Everyone voted for it. It wins. No. Congratulations. Yeah. It was like one of the last things nominated. I think I nominated it like just under the mm-hmm. wire. And yeah, yeah I, I in my head, it's like the whole process, mm. you know? Sure. With Bailey, that it should have been a process. It was like a good two or three months. And then finally it was it was completed. So there's a couple of those that like almost didn't get nominated that ended up winning. If, if everything held true from when I looked at it yesterday that it's going to happen again. The Zack Ryder Memorial Award for best use of social media. Uh, See, now Rob- that's where you use the guy's name because he died. <laughs> and you just keep it at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. To remember it's... his contributions to the to the category. I get it now. I apologize, Rich. Sorry. Sorry to fun time, Tony. Uh, Seth Rollins, no votes. <laughs> Which I think tracks. <laughs> I think uh, that honestly, tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another runaway here, and I'm very happy with this runaway, with 46% of the vote. Oni Lorkin just won a Swaggy Award, so now he's going to go <laughs> eat a fucking burrito with ketchup with Vince McMahon and take a 17-minute dump. <laughs> I did that I'm not surprised it was... I'm surprised it was that uh, much of a runaway. Much of a runaway. I thought it was, was going to be a fucking heat. Malcolm Bivens was thoroughly underserved. Malcolm Bivens got 11% of the vote, so he finished in third place. Third place, Rich. That's a good start. Yeah, I thought Oni Lurkin was going to be like me nominating Bread Club last year. Uh, Malcolm Bivens, uh, formerly... Um, God damn it, what was his fucking name? Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway. Well, this isn't going to help yeah, him. Yeah. No, oh, no, yeah, no, that's actually... Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm shocked he... like. I'm shocked he isn't on TV yet for whatever reason. <laughs> like, Look, like he should he be, on, be TV, on TV. If he's like, he doesn't need to be if he's going to give us like the saga of who stole his disc, man. <laughs> yeah, it's probably best he's not on TV because that'll get on TV and then they'll be like, okay, well that's done. <laughs> and then it's like the yeah. Drake Maverick thing. Like he'll have all these ideas and he'll just stop listening at some point. Best finisher name is next. Bitter end, no votes. Sorry, Augie, he's not here to commiserate. Uh, another runaway, 47% of the vote. It's the only thing she's going to win this year. The Woman's Right by Lacey Evans is your winner. It's yes. good wordplay. It's fucking <laughs> Oscar Wilde wordplay like that. You got to give it up. Best title run of the year. This one went back and forth on uh, 
pretty consistent base until finally one of these uh, people pulled away. So, shout out to Kofi Kingston finishing in second place here with 26% of the vote. But your winner with 38% of the vote, it was almost damn near the whole year, Shayna Baszler as the NXT Women's Champion mm-hmm. is your winner. I think that one got kicked in another gear once people saw how that rain ended and how much it put the person who beat her over. I think that's what kind of yeah. cinched the deal for her. Real life story of the year. Uh, we have our second tie here for the 2019 Swaggy Awards. Each of these uh, moments got 29% of the vote. The first one is Roman Reigns' return from leukemia. And the other is the launch of AEW. I think that's two pretty big moments in the year. Chris Jericho uh, losing the AEW title in a Longhorn Steakhouse. Solid number three. <laughs> solid. Just like the yeah. Longhorn Steakhouse is a solid number three option of nationally changed steakhouses. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what number two Outback. is, but well, okay, national chains, Ruth's Chris, Outback, Longhorn. Ruth's Chris oh, doesn't count. That's like a good. Yeah, yeah. All Ruth right. Chris, and I definitely count. I count Outback number one. Let's just actually stay home number two, and then, <laughs> and, then and then you know we've stayed we've stayed in all week. Let's go to Longhorn number three. <laughs> we gotta go outside at some point. I would much rather make a fucking steak for myself than go to Longhorn. You nailed it. Get my cast iron out. Ooh. The Omaha so Steaks big. website and just see how much they are. Oh, they're that much? Yeah. Let's just stay Let's... in. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just go to Longhorn. I don't want a tumbleweed tassel or whatever the fuck they're called. What is that? Like blooming. What are they called? It's like their uh, blooming onion. Yeah, but it's like not an onion. It's just like pulled apart. <laughs> oh, that's uh, what Chili's does now with the Awesome Blossoms. They just give you the petals. Mm hmm. Yeah, they've always, yeah, uh, Longhorn's always done that. What about Texas Roadhouse? Uh, Ooh, uh, okay. Yeah, definitely Texas That's Roadhouse. actually the number two. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, number two. You're, You're welcome. Yeah. One. There you go. Good, good, good pull. Real quick. Uh, Rich and I went to yes. a, we went to a, no, this is important. We went to a uh, <laughs> Friday's or a Chili's or whatever and got those uh, chilies, got the yeah. onion petals, and I was like, okay, awesome, awesome. whatever the fuck. And then we went to Outback, like, the week after or something. Yeah. And it was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, this is the real deal. Like, yeah. No, except no substitutes. Yeah. There, there really isn't. It's, it is in a class of its own. Uh, I had four segues for this, but now it's just going to be sad. Most devastating injury of the year. Uh, this was the biggest runaway of them all this year. The biggest blowout with 74% of the vote. Tommaso Ciampa's neck is the winner. But you know, and it ended up having a happy story anyway. So, yeah, it's, yeah. won it. it but, he, gets, he just gets another swaggy in his closet. Tommaso is in like the top five all time for swaggies, I think. Mm-hmm. That's his sixth lifetime swaggy. Just, so, you know, it just kicked what was supposed to be like the culmination of mm. the best told story in NXT, just kind of like down the kick that can down the road a little bit. Yeah. We'll get back to it hopefully one day. Let's not get back to any of these fucking people. Most overrated wrestler of the year. Uh, everything got a little bit of votes. But I feel so incredibly vindicated. Uh, actually, Tope, I want to shout out Kenny Omega, second place. Kenny got second place here with 18%. So your pitch worked to a certain extent. But as uh, however, quote unquote, overrated Kenny Omega has been in the past year, nothing will beat the 45% winning overratedness of Matt Taven. Yeah, that's the winner. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
want to point out he's succeeding Saudi Arabia for the championship of that. So congratulations, Matt Taven. <laughs> you were worse than Saudi Arabia. Most underrated Just... wrestler of the year. We normally, we normally have a big crop of people nominated for this. We only had six nominees, which meant that everyone kind of got a little bit of love. But uh, 41% of the vote. He's won it many times elsewhere. He's finally won it in the Swaggies. Cesaro is your winner for most underrated wrestler of the year. I feel like every time somebody wins most underrated wrestler, they should get like like a $50 gift card somewhere. Like, let's give them a $50 gift card to Texas Roadhouse. I'm like, that's going to be a lot of money. Can we do that from now on? Just every year. Whoever gets it, like, this private message is our own. Hey, what's your email? We want to send you a gift. Are you, yes. are you still sending, like, you still sending, like, still sending, like, fan mail somewhere? Like, you just mail him a gift card at WWE headquarters? Well, we'll Probably. start that. We'll figure it out for next year. How are they still you not an gift card? Yeah, yeah. We just got to get his email address or something. We'll get you. We'll get we'll you next get we'll, get, we'll get you, Claudio. We'll get you. Um, we'll get him a $50 Starbucks gift card. We'll cater it to the person. He'll appreciate the coffee more than the steak. Uh, how are they still not signed to a major company full-time uh, this year? Started a great trend that I hope continues to happen. Where the winner is somebody that is signed to a major company uh, formally to a full-time contract. Uh, but they don't count really anymore. 33% of the vote. Your winner, the villain, Marty Skrull. <laughs> Who I just I, I just don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> we, we should probably talk about it in the news section. But I, I just don't even know where to begin. He's with NWA, kind of. He's still working ROH dates. It's It's confusing. Not confusing. Feel good story of the year. Rich, I hope you're sitting down, but Master P buying House of Glory got no votes. It's fine. I just need a platform to talk about it. <laughs> Everyone rejected said platform. It was uh, literally two things made up 90% of the vote. One thing got uh, two more votes, eking out the victory. Feel good story of the year. Roman Reigns returning from his battle with leukemia. Is the winner? Roman was it a beat? Also, uh, it beat uh, Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship by two points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most fascinating person of the year. One of my personal favorite categories. Who just makes people flabbergasted? Uh, I'll give you the top three here. Third place, Orange Cassidy, nineteen percent of the vote. Second place with twenty-two percent of the vote, Cody. Your winner, thirty-one percent of the vote. John Moxley, mm-hmm. who, who, considering how the next few years go, could win that several times. So he will <laughs> yeah. never not be fascinating. And we'll get to him in just a little bit. Dream match of the year, where we take whatever you can drum up with and put to the people, see what they want to get. I'll give you another top three here. Uh, in third place with a tie with Keith Lee versus John Cena and CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan. <laughs> In second place, storming into second place over the past four days, it was John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki. Because <laughs> surprise, it is going to happen any moment. <laughs> uh, probably the next New Japan show. I did. Okay, I did. Yeah, because I was just like, "That'll be fun, right?" Hopefully, and then now it's like, "Oh, that's going to be very fun." <laughs> <laughs> I went through pu- that match makes me go through puberty. 
Uh, it also only lost to one vote by the winner. I'd say this is a surprising winner, perhaps, with 27% of the vote. Rhea Ripley versus Tessa Blanchard. Our first female Dream Match of the Year winner. Good for, good for them. Yeah. Breaking down barriers here at the Swaggies. Uh, but not shoving I, it down your throat. I've never wanted a match to step on my face. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Step on my neck? I don't Is that know. what they don't know. You are dodging my I, eyes right now. I, I, you I've are like covering match, your face. I've never wanted a match Listen. to peg me in the ass so much. That's what the kids say. <laughs> That's what the kids say. That's what I say. <laughs> What's, what's your guys' cuck cuck my balls? <laughs> what's your guys' cuck match of the year, huh? Let's just get to that. <laughs> uh, I'll jot it down for 2020. <laughs> <clears throat> what's an awful segue? Cutest couples next. It's not Rich Cavalucci and Feet, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> no, it certainly is not. <clears throat> another, uh, excuse me, another definitive top three here in third place. Uh, I'm just happy they got third. Dana Brooke and Batista, because it wasn't a real couple. <laughs> so oh, <that's> they, nice. <laughs> they carried them the third, you know. Uh, second place. Oh, they're going to be so mad. They have to commiserate over Disney and Ghostbusters. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. No. Winner. No. Yeah. Oh, they, they flat out lost 28% of the vote. That's all right. They'll You're be winner. together forever so they can win plenty of other times. <laughs> well, these two probably will be together forever as well. Your winner, The Iconics. Ha, yes, good. So, uh, two years in a row, as we've two years in a row, we've had a same-sex couple win as well. We're just swaggies. We 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 love y'all. We love y'all. Uh, as my thing is loading here, loading, loading, loading. Your next category, if I'm not mistaken, is the Career Rejuvenation Award winner. Uh, yes, for the non-part-timer uh, who uh, rejuvenated their career the best this year. Shout out to Dustin Rhodes, strong second place here with 22% of the vote. Uh, Finn Balor, no votes. But your winner, 31% of the vote, Bray Wyatt. Mm. When you're, when you're, yep, I'd say that was a rejuvenation. Yeah. Worst promo of the year. The shit of all shit behind the stick. 44% of the vote. (laughs) Again, uh, was winning the whole time. And over the past couple weeks... Really locked it down. Your winner is Lana. Oh, no. What have I been missing? Have I been missing gold? <coughs> if, 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 if gold is, is turd colored. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Yep. When I say every time I say gold, just imagine I'm saying turd color. <laughs> got, it, got it. I'll convert that automatically from now on. It'll be like autocorrected yeah. by brain. Yeah. yeah we might talk about the wedding. I don't know. We'll figure it out uh, as after we're done here. Uh, best promo of the year. Uh, the Chris Jericho is AEW promo. No votes. Surprising, but no votes. Um, 56% of the vote. I love our fans, and you guys didn't let us down. Ain't nobody give a fuck about no ROH. Tomatonga. Yes. Is your winner. Forever. Uh, I'm going to make a case. Can we just read it at the Tomatonga and no one give a fuck about promo of the year award? <laughs> can we can we do that for next year? I mean, that shit would be easy if you did that. <laughs> that be, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> 
best out of character performance of the year. Everything got a good little lion's share of the the take here. Uh, our winner still got forty seven percent of the vote. Second verse, the same of the first. Tomatongas don't no one give a fuck about ROH promo. <laughs> Hit him with it again, Stugats. <laughs> it won everything it was nominated for, which was those two things. And we all, we argued that we could you could have nominated it for more. We just didn't. But uh, two swaggies in 2019 for Tomatonga in 45 seconds of work. <laughs> so congrats go to, congrats go to Tama. Best release of the year. This is my favorite no votes of the year. Sean Spears. No votes. <laughs> the thing I love about that is because this category splits either way. Right. And everyone, yeah. no matter which way you slice it, was like, nah. He's the ROH of AEW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool context, bruh. Yeah, because as Rich said, it's like a- Enzo and Cass and TJ Perkins are definitely like the man, fuck those guys. They got released. Uh, section. They got votes. Luke Harper, Kenta, John Moxley, they all got votes because they're like, oh, good for them. They got other situations. Sean Spears, everyone's like, uh, I push. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just, it's just 17 in a blackjack table for an hour. Sean Spears is the ROH of Peyton Royce's life. <laughs> they're married. Yeah. Why should do that? Because, look, man, we're not all perfect. Yeah. I met them in a village inn and he was really happy. Much happier than she was. 45% of the vote. John Moxley is your winner for best release of the year. Uh, Luke Harper made that very close, though. Late late in the game. Uh, next, we have best new signing of the year. Got a lot of signings uh, of note. Uh, the Von Erichs and Santina and Ortiz. Uh, San- San- not Santino. Santana and Ortiz did not get any votes because one man was hogging them all. 61% of the vote. Chris Jericho to AEW, your best new signing of 2019. Pretty, uh, pretty good signing. That's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. Best new show of the year. <laughs> Augie's, uh, Augie's pitch for the best new show and the best last show of the year, Black Craft Wrestling, got no votes. <laughs> uh, we all knew this was going to be a two a two show race, and it went back and forth plenty. Thirty five percent of the vote, NXT on USA gave it a run, but ultimately, with fifty two percent of the vote, AEW Dynamite is the winner. We have next the worst match of the year. Who? Uh, what I say, Tommaso was 74. Okay, so this was, I think, this is the second biggest margin of the 2019 Swaggies. 68% of the vote, one away from being very nice. The Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker versus Goldberg at WWE Super Showdown is the winner? Sure. <laughs> but I'm glad people listen to me. Was like, yeah, I'm glad people listen was like, that's the best actual match, not the worst. Or the worst actual match, not the worst booking. Uh, the Fiend versus Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell was second place. But, but still. Uh, best match of the year. This one very competitive. Uh, all he was going with just what he experienced, and nobody gave him any love. Will Ospreay versus Bandito at the WrestleCon Super Show got no votes, just probably out of exposure reasons. But uh, yeah. it went it went uh, between these three on a pretty regular clip here. Third place, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes at AEW Double or Nothing. 
Second place, Walter versus Tyler Bate at NXT TakeOver UK Cardiff. Your winner with 34% of the vote, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole at NXT TakeOver New York. Despite my best efforts of voting for everything else every day, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not was there for. <laughs> Look, cream rises. <laughs> and hey, Bell don't lie. Oh my god. Are the veins in your neck? Shit. Should that have been the name of our podcast all along? Bell don't lie. Bell don't lie. Well, thanks for figuring out almost ten years after the fact, Rich. <laughs> Especially you don't get No, I, I don't I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, so don't concern yourselves with things you don't know. <laughs> this podcast is for a real specific demographic that likes the thing you're talking about. I don't know what yeah, it is. Okay. It could be wrestling. Could be uh, basketball. Yeah. Could be anything. No, nope, those that's could be good. could be Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> could be um, uh, uh, Veronica Mars. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. Yeah. Kristen Bell. Yeah. Okay. Tacos. Best use of a legend or celebrity. Ooh. Uh, no votes for Disco Inferno on Impact Wrestling and all the WWE 24-7 winners. I just want to see Disco Inferno win the WWE 24-7 title now. Uh, ugh, this one, I'm happy, but this one stings. 41% of the vote. CM Punk on WWE Backstage is the winner. Because that hey, is the best use for him that? at the moment. Yeah, man. So the best, That's good. Best That's like, every, yeah, he won for so. coming back on a talk show sometimes. Best hot cool. tag of the year. I'm not letting you guys have this. I'm I'm driving this ship. Uh, <laughs> best hot tag of the year. Uh, no votes for Tony Storm or Tyler Bate. Um, hey, there are a couple, or they were a couple. They'll, they'll be fine with that. Forty-eight percent of the vote. I love that this. This has now become a. Well, I guess it's still hot. It's hotter than last year. Well, no, there's. They were both hot. It's no. Orange Cassidy is the winner. <laughs> <That's hot tag. laughs> That went from Cesaro every year to now a child in Orange Cassidy. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever the crowd does, whatever the crowd does. Worst gimmick of the year. We didn't renominate Kona Reeves this year, but a suitable replacement has taken uh, his spot. Uh, I was surprised how much this one pulled away. 48% of the vote. Shorty G. Uh, yeah. Short wrestler. Short good wrestler is uh, the winner for worst gimmick of the year. And he got his face kicked off by Sheamus this past week. So that's where that, that's where that's going. Best gimmick of the year. Getting no votes is MJF, which is fair, because I don't think that's a gimmick. I just think that's a person. Was a two-person race. 27% of the vote. The Fiend is your runner-up. 47% of the vote. We may need to start counting how many he's won. Orange Cassidy is your winner of mm. best gimmick. That's, what, at least three, I think, maybe? I haven't been keeping track. Uh, best look of the year. This could be gear, mostly gear or just, you know, accessories, whatever it may be. Uh, a nice last-minute uh, rally for Kishin Liger in the midst of his retirement this past weekend, finishing in second place. Your winner with 33% of the vote, The Fiend. It's a, it's a good look. It's a very good look. Song of the Year. This one has been dominant for very, very long. Everything got some votes. The top five here was all... We had two at 14%, two at 17%, and the winner got 24%. Uh, 
the tie for third place was between The Fiend and Gorillas of Destiny. Maybe surprising to some. Mm. Whoa. The tie for second place was Io Shirai's new heel theme. And Shinsuke Nakamura, Shadows of a Setting Sun, finally been dethroned as Song of the wow. Year. 24% of the vote. Your winner is Walter. People like that classic shit. Mm. And that was one that just wow, snuck so, in at the last possible second. So Old Town Road wasn't even nominated, huh? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It got, it got one vote. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I did not vote in the awards this year, so I'm glad somebody. Uh, Charlie voted. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was able to actually make it fit into the category because that's the yeah, that song that? that Davey Bang comes into. There you go. Yeah, okay, yeah. I knew that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you were literally at the show in Chicago when he did that, but you were too busy gawking at people across the room to remember. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, that, and as we all remember, that worked out really well for everyone involved. <laughs> Augie's still banging on that door. Best ring answer of the year. Why he's not here? Uh, 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 <laughs> big entrance of the year. Fifty percent really, of the vote. I really yeah. suppress the memories. <laughs> <laughs> yep, same. Move it on. Fifty percent of the vote. Uh, the fiend. The fiend, of course. Best ring entrance of the year uh, is the winner of that one. If you Best walk into the room with your own severed head in your hand, you get to win this award. You betcha. You betcha. I am really excited to see what they can add to that for WrestleMania. That's going to be like, what do you do? Like, legs, arms. <laughs> he just drags a whole fucking <laughs> organ. <laughs> I haven't seen Bo Dallas in a while. He may just bring out his corpse. Oh, no. Best debut of the year. The Fiend getting second place here. 28% of the votes. Uh, your winner with 45% of the votes, John Moxley at AEW mm-hmm. Double or Nothing. Yeah. Moxley's got Moxley's got a couple now. Uh, a lot of guys, a lot of people getting multiple awards this year. A lot of people had some good years. Uh, not having a good year uh, would mean you would win Worst Feud of the Year. We have another tie. This be my, might be my favorite tie of all time. Each of these got 30% of the vote. Your winners are Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. And wrestling fans versus wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. That's I'm upset that Tope is restarting his computer. Remind me to remind Tope because he's going to be very happy that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, best feud of the year. Uh, tie for second place between Minoru Suzuki and Jushin Thunder Liger and Johnny Gargano. Versus Adam Cole with 14%. Flip that number around. You get the percentage of our winner, 41%. Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan slash Vince McMahon. It's a long time ago, but it was good. We're done here. Most outstayed welcome. Lana receiving no votes, so just bring more on, I guess. Uh, ROH only got one vote. That was nice of everybody. The Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the deal they have with WWE will not repeat uh, it got second place with 27% of the vote. 50% of the That's vote. That's fine. We person... have 10 years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it'll... Yeah, it's like the Patriots winning. Like It'll happen a few times over the course of whatever. Uh, this person was almost doubly as bad as Saudi Arabia this year. Jim Cornette is your winner for the most outstayed welcome. Yeah. And 19. They have a lot in common. They really, really do. <laughs> 
don't mess this up. Please, please don't mess this up. Uh, Heelfin Balor, no votes. That's interesting. Uh, NXT on USA, second place, 21% of the vote. But this one's a runaway because there's a pretty wide margin. Is Augie on the call? Yes. <laughs> Tope, is that you? Yeah. You oh, no, like you Augie. sound like Augie. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> No, it sounds like you're heard. going out to run for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Toby, I'll be happy to know uh, while you were gone that uh, wrestling fans versus wrestling fans was one of the two winners of Worst Feud of the Year. Good. It tied with Rusev and Bobby Lashley in the most perfect tie of all time. Oh, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fifty-two uh, percent of the vote. AEW is your winner for. Please don't mess this up. I think that's a. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Best commentary call of the year only had four nominees, so everything got a little bit of love. Uh, with fifty-seven percent of the vote, though, this one got more love than the rest. That's how things win. Uh, Byron Saxton. <laughs> Byron Saxton for Kofi Kingston's championship win at WrestleMania. Wins commentary call of the year. He will celebrate by no longer being television as a color commentator. Are you running out of a little steam there, Mullen? <laughs> yes, you, I am. You know that, um, Mitch Hedberg has a joke like that. He, he says, it's a fight to the finish. That's a good place to end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how you've done this every year, Rich. This is difficult. Uh, they're back. Returning performer of the year, uh, Ken Shamrock. No votes. Sorry, Rich. This one was a two-person fight. Second place, 21% of the vote was Chris Jericho. Your winner with 28% of the vote. And uh, further complicating this category in career rejuvenation every year, Bray Wyatt won this award as well as career rejuvenation. (laughs) Oh. I think it's fair It technically counts. Yeah. Yeah, because he he also was away TV. Yeah. I mean, like, the real spirit behind it is, like, Basically, they were retired. Um, yeah. Bray Wyatt just had to go train some miniature horses for his <laughs> new wife. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I guess that that's fine. Same thing with, like, Jericho. It's like, well, he's, like, gone enough, but not really. It's, yeah. Those, yeah, those two always kind of, like, transcend either one of those. Well, Bray, I think, well, now well, no, he's always going to kind I, of change things. I think I I think that like it. Let's just remember it's a clear distinction. One's for completely gone retired people that come back, and the others for still active people that have not retired. I look forward to forgetting by the end by this time next year. Yep, exactly. <laughs> this is like the sound mixing, sound recording at the Oscars. It's like no one yep. knows what it fucking means, but right. It goes best but that album one goes to the best same record. movie every year anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that one makes sense. Yeah. But I I won't get into semantics <laughs> of that. Wait, really? Wait. No. <laughs> Thank you. No. Because I was Come going on. to. <laughs> Gotta wear shades. Brightest future in wrestling. Uh third place with ten percent of the vote, Keith Lee. Second place with 14% of the vote, Darby Allen. You would think with those smaller totals that this one kind of went along with everybody. No, this one was a blowout. 52% of the vote 
Normally, this one's more competitive. Not this year. Rhea Ripley wins Gotta Wear Shades. Oh. Her brightest future. Yeah, she had a she had a good last couple of months. She had a good 2019 overall, but those last couple of months were pretty stellar. Yeah, Unicorn Award, most entertaining entity of the year, getting no votes. I believe it was a former winner of this award, the Velveteen Dream at zero yeah. percent. Had an off year, still got nominated, no votes. Yeah, injuries, uh, I've tell. Yes, he may factor into my Rumble theory in a couple weeks, so that's horrifying. Uh, second place, up, up, down, down, 24% of the votes. But winning, if I'm not mistaken, either his fourth or fifth sloggy of the evening, 41% of the vote, Orange Cassidy is your winner. for most. And it's, I'm starting to think he might have been nominated for our final award of the night, who won the year, <laughs> because yeah. he got his lion's share of, uh, of nominations. Well, well, I mean, so I am willing to to draw a distinction here because, like, yeah. at the end of the day, he is still just kind of like where he is in the pecking order of things. He's like just kind of hanging around the mid card and in the tag division a little bit, whatever. Like, he's still kind of like dabbling his toes into the mainstream. Like, I have friends that'll send me like like videos of like this guy's fucking awesome, you know, and stuff like that. So I get that, but like until he's really he really like breaks out. I it makes sense. It, I think it makes sense. Sure, absolutely. I was just I was kind of making a comment it's like, man, he won everything else. <laughs> Why not just yeah. give him this? But well, it's like yeah, it's like being nominated for like eight Oscars, but not Best Picture. Yeah, this award is reserved for the best of the best. Who won the year? Uh, we had a tie for second place with seventeen percent of the vote each. Tie for second between Chris Jericho. And wrestling fans, you almost got it, Widen. You almost, you almost Time magazined them, but you fell just short <laughs> of this of this person. Uh, also, I'll give a shout out to uh, a, a, one of the people tied for third place was Becky Lynch, who won last year's award. This year, however, belonged to one person with twenty one percent of the vote. Your winner for who won the year, Cody. Yeah, is your winner. So there you have it. The 2019 Swaggy Awards are done. Finito, thank you guys again so much for your your uh, feedback, your your thoughts, your votes. And uh, uh, speaking we'll of do feedback, this uh, speaking of feedback, we got uh, an entry into the Podswoggle mailbox uh, mailbag. Sorry, uh, arcadeaudio.net slash Podswoggle mailbag. This is from Stan the Dry Bear. Just some uh, late write-in votes for Swaggies he had. Um, a vote for a Unicorn uh, uh, Award for Most Entertaining Entity of the Year. Uh, he uh, votes for Watch Along, which we didn't mm. even bring up, but had talked about that. Yeah. Uh, he writes, I have more minutes viewing Watch Along than actual WWE pay-per-views in 2019. Um, vote for Dream Match, Orange Cassidy versus Zach Gowan. Okay. There it is. <laughs> uh, second vote for Dream Match Orange Cassidy Kid versus Izzy. People are leaving money on the table not booking this for Mania Weekend. That's a good and, one. And uh, lastly, vote for Deep Dive of the Year Mullet remembering that Big Van Vader inspired the character on Dragon Ball Z <laughs> was named. <laughs> yeah. What's the name? Moroski. Wow. I that's... Think that was right. You can pronounce fucking Poroshki, but you can't pronounce half the New Japan roster. You fucking. 
Because <laughs> something I something I heard like four times when I was like eleven stuck with me more than Satoshi Kojima's name for twenty years. I don't know why. It's a problem. You just love Polish people, I guess. If that name ain't Polish, yes. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I guess. Well, very fair. We will fuck everything we just did. Sand the dry bear. Uh, they all are winners. I'm giving them all honorary swaggies. It's like the uh, the Lifetime Achievement Awards to Poroshki and Izzy. They're like the, the technical awards held yeah. the night before. Yes. Hosted by like Jenna right. Elfman or something. Ballroom. Who will be on the show one day. Tope still got a book, Jenna Elfman. I think I can do it. Oh, this is a Danny Elfman. And I was like, what? No, I was thinking like like Potswoggle, like fifty or sixty. Tope would like reference Jenna Elfman, and he's like, "We'll get her on the show," and he still hasn't done it. I'm working on it. Oh, she's kind of. Old. Do you think I can get Denny Elfman on the show before you get Jenna Elfman on the show? It's a race. Done. It's Absolutely. A race. It's a race. <laughs> All right. Loser Tope gets one rock. Tope just won. Loser yeah, gets Brock Lesnar's tattoo on their chest. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to do this, baby? Uh, can we make it his back tattoo? <laughs> I don't know if that's better. I don't have to look at it in the mirror. I can forget that I have a back tattoo. Let's okay. How about this? If I lose, Mullet gets it. If you lose, Rich gets it. No, 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 <laughs> no. Right, cool. no. Well, okay. Hold no, on, no. Witten. You're the tiger. Okay, if... <laughs> So Wynn just gets all of them. No. <laughs> no, come, okay, come on. You didn't talk, motherfucker. <laughs> it's on you. I was on mute. You gotta you gotta find a third elfman then. You gotta find some weird like Christmas performer called Elfman or something. I'll just go to the I'll just go to the local mall next Christmas. I win. Whatever you gotta do. Well, enough about 2019. That year's over. Let's talk 2020. Uh, what's happening? What does everyone want to talk about in the, the wrestling world? Didn't we just do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm surprised Spencer doesn't want to perhaps gloat in victory. Uh, if you listen to last week's show, me, Rich, and uh, Spencer did our Wrestle Kingdom night one and two picks. And for the first time in us doing... New Japan picks. Spencer found himself as the victor. Congratulations, Spencer! Thank you very much. It's a uh, an honor that's long that I've long deserved, and and I've been denied because of my very bad choices every single time. <laughs> you yeah so you I'm had happy. a very yeah you should be happy. You had a uh, you missed three matches the first night. You missed three matches both nights, which was enough. Uh, and it's including missing your eight pointer on night two, which was Tanahashi. I tried to warn you guys, but despite that, you still won with 44 points. I was in last place after night one. I had, uh, I believe I had 14 points and Rich had 16 points after night one, but, uh, Rich, unfortunately, uh, after night one, you had 23. Uh, and then pretty good. uh, I I guess I'm pretty good at this one thing. One time. (laughs) You ended, uh, you won both nights into, no, actually I won night two because I only missed two matches night two, but, um, but didn't matter. We did cumulatively rich got his eight and his seven right for night two. 
and then proceeded to miss yeah. everything else. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> which meant that he yeah. ended up with 31 points, which means that uh, per Rich's suggestion, Rich has to eat an entire box of Steakums. Yeah, I gotta oh. get Brock Lesnar's Steakums tattoo <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> Uh, so despite that, uh, I don't know who, I think Rich and Spencer, you guys watched most, if not all of Night One. I fucking watched both live somehow. <laughs> well, actually man. not true. I started night two about an hour late because I had a show. Um, <laughs> night one, I came, came back from a, a friend's birthday cause I was tired uh, worked on some arcade stuff, and two o'clock was like rolling around. So I'm like, I'll I'll watch Liger's match because I know that's first, and then I'll I'll either turn in or just kind of like fall asleep on the couch like an old man. And then I didn't start feeling tired until the second to last match, and it's like, well, I guess I'll have a diet coke <laughs> and fucking finish this damn thing. Uh, yeah, and then the the next night I watched at my girlfriend's place while she just slept on the couch, and I was just like, I guess I'll. I'll eat these unshelled pistachios and finish night two. <laughs> and then you went to brunch the next morning. I did. Yeah. Oh, I would still functioned fully the next day, yeah. both times. More um, than me, I think. Oh, oh God. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a fucking anomaly, man. <laughs> I don't get the, why I don't collapse sometimes. Um, but yeah, it was great. It was fun to, to tweet during night one. Mm. I, I haven't done that in a while during a show. Now, I didn't watch night two, but I'm under the impression that Naito won everything, mm-hmm. which Correct. is a long time coming. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty yes. cool that he finally he finally and got. They it. Finally, yep. And they they paid it off as exactly as you'd expect with a long drawn out celebration of Kenta sitting on Naito's face to end the show. Okay, I'm glad there's something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. So I actually wanted to bring this Isn't up. Isn't that what was... the kids say? Sit on my face? Yeah, say, sit on my face, Fonzie. <laughs> Fonzie. God, Rich. Between people walking on you and sitting on your face, Rich, you need help. <laughs> it's not me. It's the kids on Twitter. Uh-huh. So it was actually a big... Cats. <laughs> a big like talking cats. point was the, both these shows had... Okada and Abushi was one of the greatest matches ever, immediately. Naito and Jay White, incredible. Uh, Hiromo and Osprey was called maybe the best junior match ever on night one. Yes. Moxley yeah. and Archer killed it. Uh, night two had plenty of great action as well. Uh, Tanashi and uh, Jericho had a really good, fun match. Uh, Liger's retirement. Naito finally getting that moment. But it almost seemed like with a lot of the conversation afterwards that people were kind of still upset that it didn't end traditionally and it ended with an angle. It ended with Naito not getting his moment that we've waited what, three years for. And it ended with so, Kenta, who, who lost earlier in the show, getting, whether you consider it cheap, as we talked about earlier, cheap or expensive heat, and, and you know, beating Naito up after his victory uh, to end their biggest show of the year. So kind of curious what everyone's thoughts were on that. Uh, I think it's a little twofold. Um, one, as I kept mentioning last week, like they're never just going to fully give it to Naito. I guess not. Like yeah. even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Like they still, they gave him on paper yeah. <laughs> the moment and then <laughs> immediately just, 
Ah, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, also, because it's such a it's such an easy thing for them to do as they traditionally do on New Year's Dash, um, and and they just kind of went a more American route with it um, to do it like at the end of a big show. Even though WWE doesn't really do that at the end of WrestleMania, but no. um, yeah, I I thought at first. So when I was watching, I was watching on a bit of a delay, and so the videos were like separated up into different streams or whatever like different little like pieces. videos yeah pieces um and so the match ended almost at the end of the second to last piece and so i saw there was one more piece i'm just like oh it's probably just a speech um i'm good so i didn't even see the beat down until like the next day because mm. <laughs> i saw pictures oh, wow. and i thought photoshopped it or That's i thought funny. like did i like when is new year dash like which is that because I would I would have fucking guessed that it would have happened on that because that's what it does. Uh, and then, yeah, so I was like, oh, oh, because like I, that, that also is kind of a lesson of just like, hey, fuck you. Don't tune out until yeah. it's over because I fucked up. It was me. That was me fucking up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't you wouldn't really expect it. Go ahead, Tupper. I was saying, didn't the same thing happen to Augie when uh, Sami Zayn won the title and he didn't realize Kevin Owens no. turned heel on that show? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we had to tell him. Like, it was like, what do you think is going to happen with this thing? He goes, they're, they're friends. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> at, least, at least for that, they had the little, like, cr- like copyright logo, copyright, copyright fake out. That's such a good fake out. It's great, man. It is. Yeah, my my thing with it was interestingly like you mentioned like it's the more American like ending like it's definitely more sports entertainment than pro wrestling uh, in terms of like what the difference between Pureso and whatever maybe is and I find that interesting they would go that route when so they're still trying to have this North American expansion apparently today it was mentioned that they're going to have another MSG show maybe in the summer is what I heard or read uh, but. They're not on American television anymore because Impact uh, fucking access. didn't steal uh, their their spot on Access, uh, which was funny because not funny, but it's interesting in that Access told them, "Well, you can keep your spot. You just have to work with Impact." And then they're like, "We're all right." <laughs> so now oh, they don't have like they don't have that show anymore. Um. So, yeah, so I'm curious as to what all of this kind of, like, they're, this, these two shows were great. Like, maybe the best Wrestle Kingdom ever, night one, in my estimation, in terms of since we've been doing that. Which is saying something with everything we've experienced. But I feel like they're at, like, a, a crossroads in terms of who they want to be, particularly in America. So, and I think that ending kind of says that in terms of their style, in terms They've of their got a, uh They've got a, a Florida uh, loop this month, don't they? Mm. I think it's either the end of this month or February. I meant I, I think, I think it is in the like month. towards the end of this I think month. It's in this month. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to mention it's there's a show in Miami, and I was going to mention it to Augie, but it's like the weekend after the Rumble, so it's, I know it's just not going to be possible for both of us to do. Just um, give him coordinates, and he'll go. Just give him what <laughs> coordinates to oh, the, where the show that's is. True. It, pro- it probably he probably booked it at his hockey rink and he forgot to tell us. <laughs> well, what's the deal with uh, New Japan and AEW now? There isn't one. Like one minute, 
Well, that's the thing. It's like one minute you hear like, hey, right. things might be in a workable situation. And then the next minute you're just like, nah, there's still a lot of bad blood. Well, and it's like if they're not going to share time with Impact, if they don't want to work with ROH, then if you want to have American television. options, my guys. AEW's head and shoulders is the best option yeah. for getting an American television. And just from as much of a read as anyone else can get on it that's not like plugged in or whatever, it seems like. Tony Khan, who is kind of like the last word, you know, as far as like what well, one really could does kind of come down to it. He's the one who has the say like mm-hmm. he's open to it. But because there's so much bad blood with the Bucks and I guess Kenny, Kenny and, you know, they're they're the ones that are kind of like stopping things up. But when you. If you listen to Jericho's press conference after night two, uh, he was very much in favor of it, saying just like, yeah, I've been in this business a long time. I've made a lot of money, and I've made a lot of money for people. And with everything that these two companies have to offer, working together just is leaving so much money yeah. on the table. That's exactly the phrase I was like. Yeah. They were, and like he, he, you know, came, he like went with the – he had the AEW title on, cool. on New Japan – television and yeah and so like i i think they're a lot closer to caving and and working with them than they realize personally well especially now that aw is kind of like a proven entity at this point yeah my i think i think it will happen eventually but i think they're further away just because i think both sides are really butthurt about different things and ultimately when it comes down to it Working together at some point is going to mean somebody's got to go over. And it's still the wrestling business. Mm. And these are two mm-hmm. companies that are trying to compete. And these are two companies that are trying to make their profiles as big as they can on the same stage in the same territory. So when the time comes sure. to work together, what are you going to do when you need to have John Moxley, the AW champion, against Okada, the, the IWGP champion? Like, no, like that's well, I mean, always going to be the a same problem. conundrum. Yeah, that's that's been the same conundrum since the beginning of fucking wrestling, you know. Yeah. And the territories is like, how are you going to treat my guy if I send him to you, you know, and stuff like that. Like, and it's you know they've always been able to like work shit out. It's a little harder now because well, everything's global, and you can and people in Japan can see how a guy gets booked in in America and vice versa. Um, well, yeah, the sensibilities are different too. Dusty finishes or something. Yeah, what was that, Mullen? Yeah. The, the sensibilities are different. Spencer was getting onto it. Like in the 70s and 80s, you could have booked yeah. Dusty Rhodes and Billy Graham and you have a 60 minute draw and everyone's happy because they got him in the building. Now you can't do that. You can't have the two champions go at each other and leave a modern audience satisfied with whatever fucking overbooked ending you possibly could put on it. You know, like that's not what people want out of it. Um, so that that's, I think, also the conundrum they're kind of in is is doing it and then satisfying people to where they want to come back to both shows where both shows are still strong and both shows are still exciting. Man, here's what I would love to see. I would Mm -hmm. love to see something akin to what we did get at the G1 Supercard, but like obviously half of it not suck where it's like kind of they are kind of separate. And then for the matches that they do sort of like come together in, it's got kind of a special feel to it. I think that'd be sure. pretty, pretty damn cool. Like a joint yeah, team if you do... Well, just like, yeah, like yeah. If, you, if you are sharing talent, like, right. you have, like, you know, New Japan talent on Dynamite, and they're just kind of facing each other. And then, like, 
you can build towards something with somebody New Japan and AEW for like a pay-per-view or something like that. Yeah, I think that would be the best case. Like have the main event championships on their own thing, have secondary champions fight each other or have specific dream matches that aren't title related. Like you could do stuff like that. Um, and I think that'd be the best the best case treat it, in the show. Treat it like a brand split. Sure. Somebody's got it. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that was... And uh, we mentioned it earlier when we were talking about Dream Match, but the other big notable thing that came out of that was just two, two serial murderers are going to be facing off in wrestling. Uh, and they're so happy about it. If 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 you want to just watch pro wrestling in its purest form, just watch both Suzuki and Moxley face-offs and confrontations. Because right down to the facial expressions, right down to every creepy-ass Minoru Suzuki smile, uh, right down to every forearm and elbow and moment of it, it's pristine. It's perfect in, in every form. Uh, and I can't wait to see what John Moxley has to talk Minoru Suzuki out of. This is the first time I've ever said that phrase. Um, uh, I think that's also a, a, a good case in point as far as like the relationship between the two companies is the fact that AEW is still allowing. Yeah. They're at this moment, they're top two guys to go over there mm-hmm. and trust that they'll be booked well. And they were three and oh for the weekend. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that bodes well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jericho beat well, Tanahashi at a... Wrestle Kingdom. Tanahashi fucking yeah. laid down for Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, man. No, no. One, Tana it was kind of weird. Yeah, we, we get it. You're right. You were right. We get it. You were right. He fucking tapped. We get it. You were right. It was weird. That said, it was weird. Uh, Tanahashi not being on January fourth. That was that was kind of mm. weird. Yeah, I uh, I do want to point out from that. The weird like entrance video that Tanahashi had, where he was dressed up like Chris Jericho as the pain maker, okay. was startling. Just <laughs> <was just> really. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there was Lapelia a- is actually selling that shot uh, as a shirt, <laughs> which is very. Oh, funny. why the fuck did you tell me that, you bastard? You know I like those shirts. Uh, and now, kind of the after effects. So some of the main things we were wrong about from that. So God did lose the tag team championships. Specifically to yep. Finn Juice. Ooh. Uh, and their next challengers I are going to be. When that, happened, when that happened, one of the announcers was like, well, that's the seventh year in a row that it's happened in Russell Kingdom. I'm like, oh, well, shit. I would have known that. There were a million times that night that I said to myself, I wish I looked up stats. One fucking stat. Yeah. One goddamn statistic. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being. Um, <laughs> and then their next, their next challengers. Are Tanahashi and Ibushi, which is very interesting. Christ. Post New Year's Dash. Um, and uh, another possible, it hasn't been confirmed. I don't remember where his spot was on New Year's Dash, but the only member of LIJ that didn't get some kind of victory over the weekend was Sonata. And there have been some Sonata to WWE rumors for a couple months. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Um. But he's yeah. gonna do so bad in WWE. I think he'll be in NXT. Yeah, I mean he'll be an NXT North American champion. I like I, that. Yeah, I mean he'll have good matches and have good spots, but he's a very unique character in that like we talked about in the past, like there's mis- 
mystique and like intrigue about him. Like when he picks up a microphone, everyone kind of murmurs because he's not that kind of character, that person. I guess that is uh, true. Like I, it doesn't matter if he speaks English or not because he already just doesn't talk anyway. Oh, that's, oh man, if it didn't say his name underneath it, that would be a. If it was just the picture, I'd go for that. So, ooh, crisis averted. Thanks, Rich. You're looking at the picture um, of the, the shirt. The, the lapel yacht shirt, yeah. Um, oh, but it is in like the rocker font. I'll sleep on it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're exactly right, Spencer. Like, there's, I could see how it could work, but I could see very well how they get like two or three fundamental things wrong about him, and then it's it's just kind of rough. So, we'll see. Uh, well, we're already in the the area and the subject. Uh, first couple weeks of WWE have been pretty noteworthy already for uh, 2020. Last night's Raw was. Toby and I were uh, Facebooking each other back and forth. Last night's Raw was weird. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't able to watch the show, and the shit you were sending me, I was just like, "What the fuck is this show?" But hey, on to, on to the Rumble, I guess. Uh, so. Brock Lesnar, as the WWE champion, will be number one in the Royal Rumble. That's pretty significant. Uh, the Big Show is back. It was in the Rumble. A few years ago. A few years ago? Okay. Uh, 26? No, 17, when it, the him and Goldberg thing uh, was happening. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, when he killed Enzo Amore. Um, but this is the first time that the champion since Hogan will be in the match, but not defend not... the title. Wow. Correct. Yeah, since 1990. <laughs> so that's a, that's a quite that's Um, And there's, there's, I told Tope when we were waiting for him to get on the air, I was like, man, I got 18 different scenarios. <laughs> that's going to go already. Uh, the mind fuck of it is, is that, uh, in case you're wondering, like, oh, well, I already kind of see what's happening. Uh, Heyman dropped the spoiler line, which we've talked about on the show. Every time yep. Heyman's spoiler line, it has legitimately come through. True, although I was going to double check. Did we talk about at Mania? Did he say the spoiler line before Mania with Rollins? No. no. And I think he, like, skirted around it. Okay. Okay. Cool. I mean, not cool. What did he, <laughs> that hurts. What did he say that he's going to win the whole thing? So, so Heyman has had this thing for as long as I can remember. I want to say maybe even going back to the Taker match at Mania, where yeah, um, that's I think that's where I started. Specifically, specifically say that this isn't a prediction; that is a spoiler. And every time he has said that, it has legitimately happened. And it's something they they don't pull out every time. They wait and save it, but when they do have it. It's on those cases where it's like, why the fuck would he say that? Because that's very obvious. Like Roman in the main <laughs> event of WrestleMania 34. Or I'm trying to remember other, like, other examples where it's like, well, this probably should be the match that Brock loses, right? And then he does it because Heyman said that. So Well, yeah. So what did he say that, Heyman, that uh, Lesnar was going to do this time? He's going to win the whole thing? I mean, there's a... There's, that, so did, immediately, it could happen. And then he gets to pick well, his did, did Heyman say that there was a spoiler? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, so what did Heyman say was going to happen? That he's going to, it's not a prediction. It's not, it's a spoiler that Brock Lesnar is going to win the Royal Rumble as number one. Thank you. And as WWE champion. So how does that impact your Rumble theory, Mullet? <laughs> and man, it, uh, it pulls, it pulls that theory apart and sharts all over it. 
because no, I'm not getting into this now. It's shit. January seventh. <laughs> so, so, go ahead, Win. I I just want to ask a question. Just yeah. just no theories, just hypothetics. If he wants to win, what happens to Mania? Like, does so he pick, does, does he pick an opponent? So that's some of the thoughts that. Well, the whole the whole point of the promo was Heyman was like Brock. They asked Brock who deserves the title shot at Rumble, and he said nobody. So that's why he's going in the Rumble to prove that there is nobody. He's just going to beat all twenty nine people in a row. So one theory would be like he's going to say nobody, and then someone's going to return or come out and then challenge him. Who was it in the Rumble? Right. Uh, he could decide to try to unify the titles and wrestle the Fiend. In what would be the most impossible to predict match of all time? Uh, <laughs> Couldn't yeah. agree more. Wow, the the fiend somehow like anthropomorphizes the sword on Brock Lesnar's chest and stabs him through it with it, <laughs> uh, which is also I really love because so the, they're making a thing about when you fight the fiend you change as we've seen by Daniel Bryan yeah. and Seth Rollins and Finn Balor and now the Miz. So I just want Brock Lesnar to become like. Fucking no way, Jose, or something afterwards. <laughs> like, like, I don't know how you change Brock Lesnar, but this uh, some kind of metamorphosis has to happen. Um, th- there's also the if he wins, at least. There's also if he well, yeah. Also, if he loses, he could just go against whoever eliminated him. Uh, there's also uh, when, elimination chamber is still in between Rumble and Mania, right? I think so. I saw some kind of pay-per-view scheduling thing. I think they're also doing Fastlane as well, but I don't think there's well, a pay-per-view right, that, in one of the months. Those are usually the two that they do. Let me just double-check this right now. March 8th. Um, so, yeah. So Is you could Fastlane do a, or, or Elimination Chamber. No, it's Elimination Chamber. Uh, okay. Elimination Chamber. So you could do Elimination Chamber uh, for the number one contender. There you go. That's how you do it. Sure. Um, so there's only eight people announced for the Rumble officially, and it's pretty stacked already. It's uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, Drew McIntyre, and Eric Rowan. Uh, Rowan! It's a pretty... <laughs> uh, and Eric Rowan's creepy cage, which now apparently can eat people's faces and give Mojo Raleigh a heart attack. That was one of the... That was like not even on cracking the top ten of crazy things that happened on Raw last night. Uh, mentioned the big show's back, space, he, or was it spit? Was it like red mist or whatever? Uh, like venom. Yeah, yeah, venom's probably more like it. <laughs> there's, there's nothing that can equal whatever they think that is behind that, right? <laughs> like, no, unless they just hire like, Tom Savini full time. <laughs> uh, especially the way that they've, yeah, especially built it up this last Monday. Uh, there's nothing it can, unless you just like go hard left and it's like an actual, just like bunny or something like that. Um, <laughs> I'd be so for that. <laughs> right. That's like the only other movie that you have. And also yeah. you're welcome. I just saved you from talking about big show in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy. I mean, he got a good pop. The crowd was happy. It'd been a while. Yeah. Good. You for- know, it's yeah. Uh, what else happened last night? Um, a really odd end of the Andrade Ray match that just showed how like overproduced matches are. Um, where they went in for the finish, but the ref like basically threw Ray Mysterio out of the ring so we could react to Zelina Vega, 
and then get back in the ring to do the finish. Um, well, we have to restart the match. Yes. Uh, what else? What else was on there last night? Uh, security, security mistook a <laughs> actor for a fan. <laughs> <laughs> that was an all timer. Oh my god. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's, that happened. Uh, that was the that's been the best part of the Rusev Lashley feud so far. Was that um, Drew McIntyre's a baby face now? I think he's at least being allowed to be cool. So whether you want to call that baby face or not, yeah, I mean it's being opposed. No way, Jose. Anyone's gonna get cheered doing that at this point. Um, why don't we just shit all over No Way Jose tonight? <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing you? <laughs> the man's got it hard enough. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was just a really interesting interesting show. Uh, and it was after la- the previous weeks, which was notable for the wedding. That is fucking... Man, if they didn't hire Russo back just for that, then I don't know what they're doing because that was that was the most russo rific segment of all time why and... do they keep cucking rusev because <sighs> i think they think that it's going to make him more popular but he's popular enough because like in all these segments the one thing that does happen is a crowd really gets behind rusev but that's because people like him anyway <laughs> so they're going to cheer harder out of spite because they want him to get out of this yeah but now he might end up with Liv Morgan, who they okay. just wanted. They wanted on TV bad enough to where whatever whatever they were building up for her, they just turned into spiteful lesbian, which wasn't a good look for okay. them. In terms, of, in terms of, go ahead. I was saying potential gimmick of the year for the twenty twenty swaggy. Also. Also, spiteful lesbian Barry Windham. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a good early candidate. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's you can really tell that Heyman's kind of putting the show together because there are spotlights on new people on a regular basis, and there are spotlights for existing characters to kind of be a little fresh. Like the AJ Orton story is very very basic, but both guys are getting plenty of time to kind of make it feel cool and get the crowd behind it. Normally, crowd be kind of bored by that sort of thing. And it's worked really well so far. Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black every week are just stealing the show and and continuing the feud. No matter how many times Alistair Black beats Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy doesn't seem like he's lost a name for it. Uh, but then you just have <laughs> these really odd Roots of Lashley segments and Eric Rowan in a fucking cage. And yeah, it's it's an interesting watch. That's all I'll say. I'm not saying it's a good watch, but it's an interesting watch. Where SmackDown has not really been much of anything of note, uh, except, again, last week where they brought Sheamus back, they brought the Usos back, John Morrison came out of a room. Um, this sounds like a Stefan <laughs> bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, we noticed earlier that John Morrison is already 40 years old. <laughs> so that's that doesn't see that made that made me feel old by comparison. I saw him start his career and now he's 40 years old. Uh Anyway, what is has anybody else got any e thoughts? Anybody else had some thing that we haven't mentioned or talked about how they're they're feeling or not really following or or whatnot? 
I, I feel like there hasn't like basically said everything that's happened in the last t- two months of note. Um, I forgot Brock was champion, legitimately, sure. <laughs> and that's I. I won't say it's a bad sign, but I think I was just used to not seeing that title. That I was like, all right, I guess you're not the champion anymore. Um, yeah, there's not that much in your team then right now. Uh, I guess Roman Reigns is going to wrestle the Fiend, beat him, and that's fine. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> it is fine. That's fine. The ones, uh, they did point out. They did point out on uh, on Raw last night that for the past decade. Uh, Brock had the most combined reigns as WWE and Universal Champion. They didn't count the old World Heavyweight Championship lineage because that still was part of the decade, which in that case would have technically been Cena. But uh, yeah, Brock had the title for the longest in the decade, and he didn't wrestle like 100 matches. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, it, actually, I have to sit down and see. Like, he might have. No, there's no way he's at 100 matches. I'll figure that out later. Was it 10 a year? That sounds like a lot. <laughs> well, they, well, the first couple of years he was working house shows and stuff every now and then. So, like, there was a couple of years where he had like maybe like twenty, you know. Uh, but then there's a couple other years where he had like four. So it all kind of bounces. Imagine just out. seeing a show in like Raleigh, Durham, and Brock Lesnar's music hits. You'd lose your fucking mind. Yeah, that, that's what they were doing for like certain mark. Like they were doing it for bigger markets. Like what? Uh, one year of Pod Slam when we were having it, like that. Saturday in Chicago, it was like Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar at the house show we were running. <laughs> That's right. Well, then they would also they would also do like he wrestled like Kevin Owens at a house show. He wrestled Rusev on a house show. Like it did oh, happen just like, like peak markets and stuff. There weren't anything notable, but well, sure, people, people will pay money to go see a special attraction Brock Lesnar match. He does draw. the The one thing I'll, I'll say when it comes to everything is that. I saw this on Twitter. Forgive me. I forget who it was. So if you listen to this, I apologize. Somebody said that in talking with somebody who works with WWE, that this has been kind of the the closest that they've gotten to WrestleMania in which mm-hmm. they don't have a definitive plan. Like they don't have a definitive top match, second top match. Like anything, everything's out in the open anything can happen which is great which is which is very great it's it's unreal but it also it also plays into if they try to do if they try to do too hard too much of 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 everything like last year's wrestlemania was great because we we didn't think we were going to get all three things we didn't think we were going to get kofi winning seth winning and becky winning we didn't think and we got those three things. So I'm a little worried now that <laughs> with it being this late in the nothing. game, let's just they'll just be like, let's just revert back to what we've done and what we're used to and just put this together and just do and just do it for us. It's like an actor. This that th- that one was for us, then this year's for them. Right. Ex- exactly. <laughs> I, I think if I had to, if you gave me like if you forced me to put like a thousand bucks on like name me three WrestleMania matches right now, I would have two. And I I could probably sit down and come up with the third one. I think like Toby said, Mo, give me three WrestleMania matches right now. Go. 
Oh, Roman Reigns versus The Fiend, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler, and Nunzio versus <laughs> Oh, give me that in my veins. I almost said Nunzio versus a random pasta, but that's just in my dreams. Um, Main event Nunzio. <laughs> Uh, so I think those two that I first said are like locks uh, in terms of everything they have in place. What would you say, Spencer? The third one's up in the air still. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to name you a third one. Again, which is a good thing because you have well, you Brock out there. Match. Oh, yes, that one. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> it fucked off. That didn't happen. Um, but you have, so Cena's mentioned that he wants to be Involved in Mania and kind of have an important role. Uh, there, there's a lot of like these little itty bitty rumors that make up a lot of confusion about Mania. On top of what everything you have on TV, because I don't think there's a lot of like Mania level matches available with guys that are on TV. Because it feels like everyone's kind of been involved with somebody at some point, and there's maybe not enough time to get to a Mania level match. Like I don't know who Seth Rollins wrestles that feels important at Mania right now. You know, because obviously they're not going to leg out Owens or Joe all the way to Mania. But then you have like somebody like like a not to say just because it's me, but like a CM Punk where they're addressing things on TV about it. That's out there like an edge who's been rumored to been trying to make a comeback like you have these pieces of things that it's Mania season. Don't forget Triple H is getting his fucking match at WrestleMania. Like you have all those all those parts of it uh, same thing with shane mcmahon i wouldn't be surprised if shane mcmahon wasn't back in time for television for mania to get because he's still oh. a contracted performer like you have to put all those things together to then form a 15 match eight hour wrestlemania show let's just get all the way at the same time let's do a tag team match triple h and shane mcmahon versus cm punk and edge boy i would love <laughs> to see triple h for <laughs> do you hear what you just did those two <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh. I somehow be and Toby will somehow be on commentary for that match, <laughs> <laughs> and that match will actually take place at NXT Takeover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would, I would love for Triple H to forego his WrestleMania match for a Takeover match. That would be sick. <sighs> well, you'd be such a prick. They only get five matches on the card. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does, like, an indie action movie entrance. He does, like, fucking, like... I don't even know what that would be, because it's smaller. <laughs> um, like Indiana also... Jones escaping from a giant boulder. Ooh, yeah, yeah, sure. Practical effects, you know. Uh, also, there's been the rumor with NXT's profile, so they keep mentioning NXT as part of the Rumble, which is also fucking up my Rumble theory. Uh, uh, that same token, I think there might be an NXT title match at WrestleMania as well. So figure that all out, <laughs> and then and then get back to me. But as Witten said, it's very exciting if the trend of Mania from last year holds over to this year's. And uh, just to we- add to sorry, just add to the third match match I've I've thought about for a while. I think they're gonna get to um, is Sasha versus Bailey. Oh yes, okay. We yeah, I did forget you mentioned. That. There's no one else there's on SmackDown. Else. <laughs> there's that uh, is nothing. The only other thing is they've been. I feel like they've been quietly trying to position Alexa Bliss as like 
the future shut up alexa uh the future <laughs> top baby face on smackdown i said shut up um <laughs> i said good day sir they've <laughs> <laughs> been trying to like like so i could see that being you know she's had a couple mania moments where she's the heel she loses if they want to position her but that's just me being a pessimist about never getting Bailey versus Sasha in some meaningful main card one-on-one match with time. So they would have to start on that at the Rumble, which I think we're getting Bailey versus Lacey at the Rumble. So, and I don't, I don't see Sasha winning the Rumble. We haven't said Charlotte Flair up to this point as well, <laughs> who is the only female confirmed for the Rumble at this point. Uh, so take that whatever, however you want. So oh, there's yeah. the Triple H match. Wouldn't be mad at it. <laughs> I Char- really wouldn't. Charles like, hey, Charles like, hey, you know this Tessa Tessa Blanchard bitch? Let's show her up. Come on, Paul. <laughs> She's the only one that gets to call him Paul. Uh, Not even Stephanie call him Paul. <laughs> uh, are we done talking about WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to open it up to whatever else we want to talk about news-wise before All we right. can uh, wrap this yeah. up. Yeah. Ice cream sandwiches, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm interested. <sighs> so. Just here we go again. Oh, man. I'm so happy. Action ice cream sandwiches. I was hearing Edge and CM Punk tag match. Well. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, we've been wanting the ice cream sandwiches for nine years. Granted, I've been wanting them longer because them shits are delicious. Uh, it's it's a start. They're not, you can just buy the magic shell, I guess, and candy coat the other side, and just buy a hey, stick. Explain and to me what you're talking there. about. Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry, no frame of reference. So, in the '80s <laughs> and the '90s, and maybe even in the early 2000s, WWE had ice cream bars, and they so. were sure. fantastic. They were uh, vanilla ice cream. And then there were two, like, uh, vanilla cookies on either side of the ice cream. One of those cookies was covered in milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. Very delicious. They had they were very popular. You could get them at all the live shows in this, like, really cool box. They still came out of, like, ice cream trucks at some point. I remember getting a Chris Jericho one, like, in 2000. And then they just went away because someone dropped the ball on a fucking ice cream license. Or they weren't selling. And in the midst of CM Punk in 2011 and 12, like becoming like the super duper star and like being the voice of the people and, you know, saying all these random things on promos to drum up sympathy. Like he claimed during his quote unquote contract negotiations in the ring on Raw, he goes, the first thing I want in my contract is for you to bring back the WWE ice cream bars. And the place <laughs> went nuts. Like you would think just announced The Rock was going to be on every Raw for the rest of the decade. <laughs> and he goes, see, I just made you a million dollars in ice cream. And then it got to the point they made like a CM Punk ice cream bar t-shirt. He went and literally had like ice wow. cream meetings. But like it just <laughs> never, it just like went and it just, it just never got done. It just never I got have done. an ice cream meeting. <laughs> we can have an ice cream meeting. It's an ice cream meeting, right? Let's go to the store and we'll come back and we have an ice cream meeting. <laughs> Uh, that year for the Rumble, Samantha, my wife, who I love dearly, who's asleep on the couch, literally like looked up the recipe to these ice cream sandwiches, tried to find like the style cookie and like make them herself with like stencils and stuff. And like they just don't sell the cookie anymore. Uh, and it just never happened. Cut to like 2014 or 15 or whatever the fuck it happened. And the New Day mentioned a fake ass cereal once and they get still right. sold in fucking stores because cereal is easier than ice cream, I guess. It lasts longer. Uh, 
And then today, out of nowhere, there's the report uh, from multiple wrestling news sites and also goodhumor.com that at your local (laughs) supermarket uh, at some point this year will be like WWE like ice cream sandwiches. So it's going to be Cena, Roman, Becky, and Macho Man. And they're like basically like standard ice cream sandwiches, two vanilla cookies with like wrestlers on the face of them, and ice cream in the middle. And it's like, hey, all right, it's something. But you best believe as soon as they come out, I'm going to make my version of them and I'm going to get nostalgic and I'm going to cry and don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, it's a long, it's been a long journey, but we're getting ice cream. I can't wait to not be able to find them. <laughs> it's going to be so devastating. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's uh, like yeah, exclusively sold at Kroger's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fuck. It's like when Rich and I, uh, we could never find Choco Tacos except like a gas station. But like they they would sell like a box of six Choco Tacos. Or it's uh, I could go into my my action figure woes as well, but that's neither here nor there. Orlando's not a good place for like exclusive wrestling shit, which you think would be a great place for exclusive wrestling shit. We don't only have fucking NXT and the fucking Performance Center, but no. (sighs) Off soapbox. Anything else in the world of wrestling? The only other thing I can think of is we have a new NXT Women's Champion. We do. We haven't talked about it since. In what was a, a great moment in 2019, uh, your Gotta Wear Shades winner, Rhea Ripley, future mega fucking super duper ultra star, Rhea Ripley. Tope was uh, Tope admitted to me that he uh, he's like, man, wrestling maybe tear up twice this year, and that moment was one of them. Perhaps, yeah. The, if you have not watched the match, is are you? I think I asked you. You're specifically talking about the when she's in the the clutch and the refs checking her arm. I mean, it's just the last the the I want to say closing sequence, but a closing sequence shouldn't be like seven minutes. But the last like right. seven minutes leading <laughs> up to that, and then her eventually went in and the crowd run into the ring and some people being perverse. But we won't talk about that. And uh, yeah, it was fucking amazing. Yeah, if if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. But near the end of the match, when it looks like Shayna's going to win again, the ref's checking Rhea's arm, and instead of it dropping, her arm just reaches out and grabs the ref's shirt and just stares through his fucking soul all the way through his asshole. <laughs> and just and she makes a space that's just like, don't you dare. And it's like, holy <laughs> shit, this is money. And then, was a very, very cool yeah. moment. And then Morrow's call at the end of it is just beautiful. She's like, it's like Riptide, Avalanche, Riptide, the tide has turned. It's like, mm, it just goes with it. Just perfect. Just perfect. I'm Prime Morrow. We have a, I think the UK takeover is this weekend or sometime this week, maybe. Oh, Um, Saturday, I believe. Which looks like another great card as well. And I also don't know, is there an impact? The Impact show, where Tessa Blanchard is going to become, like, heavyweight champion, is also happening. The Impact show! <laughs> on a channel! <laughs> <laughs> no, because they don't have, like, their regular, like, pay-per-view names now. They have, like, Bound for Glory and Slam Anniversary, but this one's called, like... They have, like, James Bond names now or some shit, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's called uh, hard, hard, hard to Kill. Hard to kill. <laughs> yeah. It's the 12th. Yeah, it's on, uh, it's on Sunday. Yeah. At the bomb factory. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
<laughs> He's not lying. Saying. The venue's called the Bomb Factory. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. There was no. I would. Fuck. I would pay so much money to read this card and see how many people Augie did not know. It'd be. It's a good show. It's a good card. Try. I'm not me. gonna read it. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> all, right. All, right, so, all right. So top to bottom. So Sammy Callahan versus. T- Tessa Blanchard for the, the Impact World title. The X Division title match is Ace Austin versus Trey Miguel. That one would make Augie just have an aneurysm, probably. Uh, th- three-way knockouts title, Taya versus Jordan Grace versus ODB, who's back. Um, yeah, ODB. Tag titles. Her, her, real quick, her damn food truck like burnt down a few months ago. And, and I'm glad that she's fucking getting some work. Because <laughs> that's that's that, was like, that was like what she was realize, doing at the time. I didn't realize she had a food truck. Yeah, uh, uh, fucking what's it called? I follow her. This is great. Was, of course, it was, was probably just fucking ODB's titty terrific barbecue or some shit like that. That's probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the truck was down because you you and her were fooling around and you weren't paying enough attention, Rich. Don't lie. You you and her have had a you've had a soft spot and a hard spot for her for like eight years at this point. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the tag titles, the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander defending against Rich Swan and Willie Mack. And then just four straight up cool singles matches. Eddie Edwards versus Michael Elgin, Brian Cage versus RVD, Moose versus Rhino, which I don't know how that hasn't happened before. But I love that. <laughs> Holy shit. And then, <laughs> National Park. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> loser gets loser gets tranked and tagged. Fuck. A loser gets mounted on a wall. Um, uh, uh, and then this match. If you told me five years ago that in Impact Wrestling Sawyer Fulton would be wrestling and Ken Shamrock, I'd be like, I, "There's nine different things that had to have happened to make that happen," and I love all of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a fun, neat little show. So yeah, yeah, that's that. There you go. So a lot of good wrestling this week when you're hearing this. Um, but yeah, if that's all believe, we got for news, yes. Well, so I believe since we've been recording, they're announcing uh, that the New Japan New Beginning USA shows, the ones going through Tampa or going through Florida and Georgia in the South, basically. Um, mm-hmm. and there's some fun. There's some fun stuff on there. Um, like some important stuff on there or fun stuff on there? Uh, some interesting stuff on there. Um, let me get to it. Colton Yano are going to be tagging a lot, which looks good. Yeah. Um, good. You always love to see that. Because um, they're like sprinkling out like the, the important stuff there. A lot of, a lot of multi-man tag matches and stuff like that. Uh, you at the Tennessee show. Uh, uh yeah, no, that's who I see it as. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Yujiro uh, Takahashi. Um, wouldn't mind seeing Tanahashi that. Tanahashi versus Yujiro? Yeah. The Tokyo Pimp. Yes. Yes, sorry. The, I get the Tana, Takahashi. The Ace of New Japan is yes. fighting the Tokyo Pimp. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a pe- when you a put pe- it like on a match. Yeah, actually, hold on. No, sorry, got my Takahashi's confused for a second. No, I don't blame you. That's why I, I yeah, just call, yeah. I call him Hiromu. I call him Yujiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it might be just for, like, Miami. Hold on. Oh, God, never mind. Never mind. TJP's on one of these cards. What? TJP. Oh, also, 
Yeah. Did you see who else is on the Miami card? Because I just pulled it up myself, Rich. Uh, no, I'm getting there. Uh, okay, the... okay. I won't say it then. Yeah, yeah. For the oh no, no, okay, yeah. This is the Miami ma- This is the Miami card that I'm on right now. Uh, the first match um, doesn't really matter. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, so, fuck! I didn't know who they were wrestling. I didn't know who they yeah. were wrestling. So it's gonna be Colton and Yano versus the Rock and Roll Express. Fuck. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And your match for 2020 match of the year. Yeah, I'm like not <laughs> yeah. even joking. Uh, and the main event of that of that card is uh, God versus Ibushi and Tanahashi. Sick. Yeah. Uh, and the then... go ahead. Sorry. No, and then no, no, go ahead. I'm just looking at the last. Oh, I was okay. Say... Uh, show of that run is february 1st in atlanta and the main event is god versus uh fin juice for the titles okay yeah which is probably uh, where they face Owens, uh Cobb versus lance archer uh <laughs> rock and roll express and tanahashi versus clark connors alex zane and tjp um yeah yeah if you can make it out to these shows they look like they'll be pretty fun yeah cool <laughs> yeah, i'm looking at the uh I'm looking at the nashville card right now and it's a, uh, it's pretty interesting. Main event is uh, Rocky Romero, Ibushi, uh, and Finn Juice taking on uh, God, Chase Owens, uh, and Jado. Hmm. Is the main, they, is the main event? They're essentially the way I like in these trips to be because people had not issues with the previous loop, but like they're basically like New Japan house shows almost. Like you're gonna get some lower guys in elevated positions having matches against top tier guys for essentially high profile spot matches. So I have no problem with that. Just, I just want to see the actual Japanese wrestlers. I don't want to see these white guys like fighting other white guys. It's like, that's not what I'm watching new Japan for. Exactly. I would, I would no problem going to a show like that because I know that it's still going to be really good wrestling and I'm going to get to see the people that I want to see doing, doing their damn thing. So, um, all right. Well with that, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Potswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. We might have a lot of good stuff coming down the pike for uh, Potswoggle-related bonus content in the coming weeks and months. Follow us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitch, we have the Podswoggle Rumble coming up on uh, Sunday, January 26th, Royal Rumble Sunday. It'll be airing at 3 p.m. Eastern. The Podswoggle and Heels and Heels Rumble will be announcing our Rumble picks uh, for that Twitch stream on next week's show, immediately after we're done recording this tonight. Uh, Podswoggle at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Also, as you heard earlier, you can go to uh, the Podswoggle mailbag, arcadeaudio.net slash Podswoggle mailbag for uh, anything. Thoughts, comments, questions, funny jokes, send them there. Any other plugs? Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, I'll, everyone send, send in more jokes. I want to hear more fun jokes in the <laughs> mailbag. <laughs> more jokes. Yes. They don't have to be send wrestling. Just, yeah, and make them good jokes. I don't want those fucking pink ping pong ball or the, the moth joke or whatever that Norm MacDonald tells. I, just, I want good, clean, two-line jokes. <laughs> 
We once had an episode where like it was like knock them down. It was two o'clock in the morning, and it was just I think it was I think it was all of us were just like tired and punchy, and just kept coming up with really shitty wrestling pun jokes. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Have to find the episode and send it to Spencer. Yes. I don't think it's on like the street. It's too old, so I'll find it and send it to you. It's 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 very good and very bad all at the same time. Um, final thoughts, Sweden. Uh, I just saw this, and it's going to make somebody very happy. So, spoiler alert on this week's edition of NWA Power. Uh, Team Aldis announced who their third man was. Mullet, you best believe him. I'm Scott Steiner. The man won't go away. And by that, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Normally, I would say... Somebody, uh, somebody on Reddit like went to a sh- his Shoney's but didn't realize it was a Shoney's and just walked in and was like, what's all this Scott Steiner shit doing here? <laughs> That's my dream. That's my fucking dream. Uh, Rich, final thoughts? From my notes app on September 3rd, 2014. Who's the nicest wrestler there is? Um... Uh, I don't know. I'll just I'll let you finish that. King Curtius Iakia. Yes, 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 yes. A thousand times yes. Some more jokes. Spencer, any final thoughts? No, more jokes. I want to laugh again. <laughs> Tope final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> Apologies to Charlie Caruso and more jokes. We need more jokes. <laughs> more jokes, Bruh. Barry Window. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for Tope for Rich for Spencer. This is Molotov for Potswog Wrestling Podcast Entertainment. We are slogging off. More jokes. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.